Kia ora, this is James Kane, producer of Mixed Bag. We had a wonderful time chatting with Mike uh, about Clue, but unfortunately, our recording equipment this time around was using my laptop instead of our microphone. Thankfully, my laptop also has good, well, decent uh, recording equipment, so it doesn't sound terrible, but it will sound a little different with um, some background noise as well, primarily the hum of the laptop. So apologies about that. I hope you can put up with it and hope you enjoy the episode. Some films are mediocre. Some films aren't good or bad. Some films won't win an Oscar. Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG. You like those flicks? Come get your fix. Podcast called Mixed Bag. Kia ora. Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and murderous movies of film history. Hey. And mysterious. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Matt. I'm Colonel Kane. I am Miss Cassandra. Uh, and I'm Reverend Mike. Yes. Ooh, so who is that? Who is that? Uh, a guest pod. for the podcast. So uh, he has instructed us to introduce him as actor, singer, and general fool, <laughs> Mike Bryant. Hi, very, very excited to be here. Excited to uh, have you here. Last time I was on a podcast, I tried to say the word. Uh, imaginative, and I said imaginatory, and I don't think I've ever recovered, so I really don't think I don't have. Well, last episode, James tried to say Mustang and said Marigold, so I That's feel true. like we, you It's know. just a stream of consciousness here, you know. Yeah. We leave it all Words in. Words mean what we want them to mean. It's a very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How's so, everyone doing? Good, good, good. Um, it's winter, so. It's cold. It's been yeah. flooding, uh, so hopefully you That's haven't been right. affected by the floods. Uh, we've been lucky where we are where it hasn't been absolutely flooding over in um, the corner of Wellington, but I know in other places people have got stuck on the motorway for several hours yesterday because mm, of a lot of flooding. Yeah. Marjorie Banks yeah. Road. Mm. Yeah. If you know, you know, in Wellington. Um, you mean Bank Street? If you know, you know, <laughs> in Wellington. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the season of um, Flopkin Aguilera, Flop Eras, and Depressica Simpsons. It's it's just, I, I hate winter. It's, yeah, no, I'm strongly you know, winter. Like, I'm not a winter person. I used to be a winter person, uh, but I think this winter has just like, it's winter, just too much. Look, winter is for the youth. I am right? firmly a winter person. And I think it's because I'm, I'm a bigger guy, so summer it it's is just like the, the hot and sweetness oh, of summer. God, yeah, see, so, yeah, so winter's nice because, you know, you can you can snuggle up and it's easier to get warm than it is good now. My heat pump, like, went kaput, like, a couple of weeks back, and I was very mad. What is this heat pump? Yes, we, we, we know, know not what we're talking about Here in our, our deprived wow. flat yeah. where, because where no heat is pumped yeah, in. Yeah, there are a lot of exceptions, despite the fact that heat yeah. pump is supposed to For be... For some reason, our flat does not apply to the rules of that every flat has no, to have not, a heat pump in it. Not everyone is so fortunate. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just came down from my privilege because the heat pump broke and um they haven't fixed it so i had to get a 25 dollar heater from the warehouse oh, yeah. it's been and curling it, up around it uh, yeah no no shade to the warehouse they come in my time of need but 
uh, the products. So, the products you know. are often subpar. I mean, it is worth twenty. It's worth its, it's, it's what price. You get what you pay yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've we've got a, a heat pump adjacent thing that I have no idea how to work. It doesn't have an instruction manual. Does it have a remote? Yes, and I just push buttons, and sometimes I'm like, oh. I, I don't think, know. I don't understand with heat. So just you know, on the heater chat, heater chicken, on classic season. <laughs> yeah. But when there's a picture of the sun on it, does that mean that it's for cooling you on sunny days, or does it no, mean that it's, it's hot, to be right? hot? This but why would the sun, the sun mean hot? Like that doesn't. Because well, yeah, we've got a sun and a snowflake, and I'm like, like I what don't, does that I don't mean? know. Because I would be like snowflake. Okay, this is what you press when it's winter. Yeah. And then no. sun. That's what you press when it's sunny no, and hot. The snowflake is to cool you. It's like cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, like you're going to go to that environment. Yeah. Basically, basically yeah. anytime I'm mildly uncomfortable due to temperature, then I also have an existential crisis on how to work the heater. So I understand. Anyway, so it's, I, I believe it's poor signage. <laughs> you can fix it. And that is our first, very first check-in on heat pump uh, corner. Yeah. Heat pump corner. But maybe we'll go to one of our more light and breezy and, and popping corner with Pop Corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. So Mike told me earlier that he has a full list of things that he would like to bring to Popcorn, <laughs> yes. which I am excited to hear about. Yes, so please. would you like to, to start us off? Well, I mean, when I say a full list, like, so the main thing on top of my popcorn that I've been doing is listening to this podcast. <gasps> oh, the first meta popcorn. <laughs> so, I mean, I have, like, I have I had listened to this podcast for ages when it was first coming out, and then yeah. I got busy. Life got in the way, and I stopped listening. You can Those say are, you can say that our first podcast were like, messy. Our Those first are early days. Very bad. No, like. I, I loved <laughs> the three hours I spent delving into Shutter Island. <laughs> yes, I loved it. Only one. To be fair, I love I liked that film quite a lot. I mean, so did we? Clearly, every minute detail. It was like, and then and then he goes over here, but then there's these tunnels. Yeah, we oh go through God. every beat. But so, like, in prep for this, I was just, you know, listening to it. And there are a couple of things. So they're oh, really, they're really fine. I'm just a couple of, like... Uh, this is critique uh, corner. Is this, <laughs> I love it. Research. Yeah. No, so it's really minor. But one thing, there was a whole... On a couple of podcasts, there have been a discussion on ants versus bugs like. Yes. Ah. Uh, yes. Ash is very ants, and I am also very pro ants. Yeah. Like, ants oh. is an infinitely better The first person I have to I've say, met. I've not seen ants, so I can't actually judge between them. It's just that the design of the characters Cass. is so scary I do. I would do recognize now in all the <laughs> They look it's, ugly. That's like, terrifying. Yeah. But, oh. but it is, I think it's better for that. I think it adds something. I really enjoy I guess enjoy it depends it. on your opinion on ants, the, the creature as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. cute blue ants is a lot yeah. more appealing than the weird brown geometry ants. Um, the other thing is, it's just my favourite quote so far, okay. uh, which is probably not what you'd think it would be. I it's mean, from we the, don't even know. It's <laughs> from that burlesque episode, and it's a quote from James. Oh. And yes. uh, it's talking about the Louboutin shoes that Christina Aguilera has given. And James oh, yeah. just said in the most derisive tone, it's just fucking Diamante stuck on a shoe. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> It's just my favorite. I don't. I was at my new job and I just started. <laughs> I have no idea why. That's good. Oh. I mean, don't, yeah, like, like this is James Shoe Credit Corner. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, with the hot reckon. And yeah. the other thing was uh, on the 101 Dalmatians episode, um, oh. uh, you were talking about me. You said 
the musical talking about the oh yes yes musical. that's right and you started saying friend of the podcast and then you went oh actually I don't I don't know if he listens <laughs> um, so I do oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I would just officially like, set the record straight yes. I would actually like my official title to be the official foe of the podcast the foe okay. of the podcast yeah we can do just that just for fun yeah our very own Cruella yeah there you go but other than listening to this I've been watching the Fear Street movies oh I've oh. seen one of them obsessing over them do you I'm like them yeah, I love them. Yeah, great. They're um, all out now, right? Yeah, all, all three. Out, yeah. Um, and I've also been reading the books because they're books that I oh. very much grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's sort of like how, because they're quite the movies are quite grown up and gory and and lots of swear words and stuff, which is great. My my oh. cup of tea. Um, but it's sort of it made me feel now sort of how I felt then. So it was right. The, it felt like the level of gore and adultness had leveled up with me. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, like yeah. achieving the same yeah. effect yeah, yeah, that it yeah. would have achieved on yeah. a much less visceral level if you were a kid because yeah. you didn't need that level of gore to be scared. Uh, and I mean, it wasn't scary, but I wasn't really scared of the yeah. books then. Yeah. It was yeah. just fun, gory murder, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I'd highly recommend, maybe not for Cass. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. I was watching yeah, it, and I was okay. like, this is actually not as gory. And then we get to like the last 15 yeah. minutes of the film, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. Was, I've seen the first one, but I don't know how gory it is. Do you have a favorite of them? I really like the second one the most. Uh, the seventies really. one. Yeah, oh, wow. uh, and we just watched the last one, sixteen sixty six, last oh, night. Nice. Uh, and it was yeah, satisfied. I, I, yeah, clearly, I just loved yeah. it the whole way through. Yeah, and my partner was watching with me, and he didn't grow up on Fear Street. Oh, okay. He also enjoyed. So That's good. Awesome. It's like another perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really good. Really good. Um, speaking of favorites, which. What episode is your fave, Mike? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, not to put you on the spot. Wow. Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't listened to all of them because I've, of, no, of, of the I've mainly been focusing on the ones that I've seen the of, corresponding yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my favorite was the Tenet episode where y'all just ripped it to shit. <laughs> Tenet. Tenet. Oh. Hey, we're doing that. We're doing the Tenet hands yeah. for those. It's a yeah, it's a visual, visual medium. medium. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, never been so bored. <laughs> we were so excited to see Tenet because it was like, just after lockdown. We just to go to the cinemas again. Yeah, see a big mm-hmm. blockbuster. I mean, yeah. My part, yeah <laughs> it's uh, not a good film. Jared, <laughs> my partner Jared loves yeah. Christopher Nolan, one of his favourite directors. And yes. so, I mean, I'm not too fussed. But I was like, yeah, let's go along, whatever, it's fine. And I have, yeah, it's so loud and so boring at the same time. And I don't <laughs> understand. Well, it, and it's literally like sections that you just can't understand what they're saying. It's, yeah, it's that's, the sound mixing was so and bad. No one, and no one... When the, person with, with when the person with the most charisma is Kenneth Branagh, you know you've got a problem. Oh my God, <laughs> Kenny. The accent, the accent oh, yeah. oh, um, So that's my favorite. I just remember from the episode we went on like a little tangent of his career. Yes. Thanks to James. I feel no. at some point James likes to just get out people's Wikipedia God, pages. I love the career. Like, I love it. He's you know. the, the historian of the group. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Ken Branagh like doing his like I probably said it on that podcast. His autobiography <laughs> of like my yes. life and like. 20 in his 20s or 21 yeah. Yeah. yes you did talk about that yes, yes. So, there you go um, cool so uh, I'll go next for Pop Corner um, so it's only been a week since we last recorded and I have mm. been doing a lot of work and being a lot of, a lot at my job um, but uh, I have managed to do a little bit of, of pop cultural intake um, so I wanted to shout out uh, season 2 of I Think You Should Leave um, oh yes I mean seen um, the second season which but I love the first just, I have such a bizarre skip series it's very like I just laugh but it's so many 
things that take such weird corners. It's so, so good. Like I love the, a sketch the series, coffin yeah. flop sketch is extremely uh. good. Like there's yeah, it's 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 definitely. Um, I think each of the the, the uh, episodes are like seventeen minutes or something. Mm. We worked out. So yeah, like they're really sometimes. really really short. Um, so it is definitely something you could just like sit and just binge watch I can't and just wait to see it. Yeah, it's one of those that yeah, you watch it. It will either you'll either be like. I'm very, very confused, or sometimes you, or, or laughing, or sometimes both those things at once, which yeah. is, is yeah. great. Um, I feel yeah. like it's a good continuation. Like season two, like yeah. there's some real highs, there's some sketches that don't work, but like, but well, I'm like I always feel like it's like, game, right? yeah. try, even yeah. if it doesn't work, it's always over and done fast, and then we move on to the next yeah. one. And it's just, yeah, all of them have just such a like, here is one premise of a thing, and oh. we're going to do a joke about it, and then we're going to But then they on. just drive it to these bizarre areas. <laughs> you know, like, it's like this guy that's spending all his money on shirts with very complicated patterns. I just love how the guest stars commit the more, as well. They're more expensive yeah. because of how complicated the patterns are. I've, I've never seen this show and I'm just invested it's so in it. Odd. It's I on Netflix. It. You, should, you should watch it. I've made a note on my phone. Yeah. Oh, so, great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my pop corner. Um, it was, yeah, good thing that you can watch if you don't yeah. have much spare time to watch television because it's very fast to, to I watch. need to catch up on it. And also I need to catch up on the Black Lady sketch show season two. Because that's not, also it's not really good. That. Oh, yeah. cool. It's not on Netflix. So, ah, I you see. Know. I see. Mm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I'll go next. Um, uh, I uh, had a lot of uh, time at home because I am currently working on um, some contract uh, video editing, uh, which just means that I'm at house. He is working. He's just working okay. at the yeah, house. I'm just around the house yeah. the whole time, and I need to break it up. And how I broke it up is watching the first season, all of it, within two days, I think, of Ted Lasso, uh, which has been previously God, been mentioned. Finally. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful series. Uh, Matt chatted it out like, yeah, a couple of months ago, yeah, maybe. 2000 and late over here. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I mean, there's no, a lot of TV. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's, it's uh, the second season is coming out like, I think like this week, um, like the first episode. Yeah. So I wanted to like catch up on that. If you don't know, it's a, an American um, footballer that gets uh, brought over to teach soccer, which he knows nothing about. To over in, To coach soccer, sorry. <laughs> over in England. Um, and it's played by Jason Sudeikis and uh, a wonderful team of people. Uh, Juno Temple, you might also know as well. Um, but like, incredible. And like, I think, I don't know if I have a favorite, like Ted Lasso himself is pretty sweet because he's, so good. he's just like, it's just someone, it's a show is like The Office or Schitt's Creek or Parks and Rec that has that like, like super optimistic kind of tone of like, like there are, there are like barriers and obstacles and, and you know, quote unquote conflict. villains and conflict, yeah. but like by and large, the whole of the show is around like positivity and support and how this like jaded bunch of like soccer fans, which is an extremely toxic kind of uh, environment uh, in real life, as we have seen very recently with like England's yeah, racist yeah, like um, accusation of, of, of black footballers not being able to score, um, like trying to unpack that toxicity and bring positivity and optimism. So I really loved it. It was yeah. so good. good. Yeah. Ted Lasso stand account has to speak on this. Um, <laughs> what I love the most about Ted Lasso is that like they acknowledge that it is like really positive and satirize it because they just make fun of Ted for being so positive all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think my favorite performances are from the two women in, in the show. Um, Juno Temple, who's just a star, really. She's yeah. just a bright, like, light. I've always enjoyed her in everything. She was a star in Atonement, okay? I love Sersha, but she was a real star. As the cousin. Mm. Um, strong, strong role. And, uh, and also Hannah, Wadding Hannah Waddingham, who yes. plays the manager. She's amazing. 
Um, yes, they have like a friendship in real life queen. as well. Mm, yeah, and she was also most people would know her as the shame lady from Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, and she gets an opportunity to sing in Ted Lasso, and it is just oh, like so such a transformative moment. You're like, oh my god, I won't say what or when, but when it comes, you're like, damn, and all the footballers realize it as well. Oh, it's a moment of karaoke. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Um, would the show, because uh, I haven't seen it, I know nothing about it. Um, would the show be enjoyable for people who hate and know nothing about sports? Totally. Like, yes. Okay. Like, 100%. I, I don't have any real connection to soccer. I used to do it when I was young, but like, I, I don't okay. watch any. I think nowadays. that's the big barrier. A lot of people like yeah, that it's going to be a sports show, but it's not really about the sports. It's about the characters. Yeah. Um, which is nice. I suppose I, I don't really care anything about Pawnee Park departments so yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't care about sports yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like it's it's sort of built more as like a culture clash show of like US and UK kind of stuff yeah um, some of the other, uh, uh, quickly, the uh, the uh, pop corners that I've been watching is uh, we watched Heaven and Hell, the Centerpoint story on TVNZ oh, On yes, Demand. Oh, yes, we did watch that. This um, is a really fascinating good story. About the, the Centerpoint cult that uh, was based in Auckland. <laughs> I thought it was about the Centerpoint theatre. Well, well, that's the question. Like, why do they still have that name? This, I was just turned to James one day and I was like, oh. why does Centerpoint theatre still have the name Centerpoint when there was a very terrible like child sex abuse involved cult that had the name Centerpoint? Like, shouldn't they change their name? Anyway. That's a question for Cinepoint theater to think about, meditate on. It's Palmy. Come on, Palmy. It was run in the 70s by this guru. 70s through to like the 90s, I think. Yeah. By this guru cult leader called Bert Potter. Um, And it's a a really fascinating kind of piece of history uh, for New Zealand that is obviously pretty dark and pretty heavy. Um, But uh, yeah, it's nice to see it so comprehensively. It's a feature length documentary. They've interviewed people that were both adults that were part of it and sort of. We talk mm. about why they joined and then why they became disillusioned with it later and then um, some children that brought up into it because yeah basically it was okay. a, a very much like a hippie kind of free love sort of place they manufactured like they, they were the first people to manufacture MDMA in New Zealand and so they okay, a lot a of it um, and then everybody was very drugged out all the time um, and so yeah there was also just basically this culture led to huge amounts of like sexual abuse of children on the space because mm, that yeah. was the thing that yeah like that bird potter preach like free love towards even like yeah to, towards children and things like that um, yeah and so it, al- sexual assault. it allowed a number of pedophiles to just yeah sexual predators to like of, flourish um, supported yeah. by that system. and like and they, yeah. there was this thing where doctors were um assigning like people that needed therapy send them to center point because they just didn't know where to send them. So like, oh, well, I think they do this therapy stuff over there. And it's extreme, like, they just get people to, like, scream and... and yeah. yeah, it's interesting because mm. they have some actual footage of, like, the actual... Like, they've got a lot of its recreation, which is... Mileage may vary in terms of levels totally. of quality. And of you may recognise yeah, actors, yeah. like yeah. Um, But they have actually, yeah, like, filmed, like, stuff that was original footage from the cult, um, which yeah. is really, really interesting. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. It's interesting. I always love... Kiriana kind of, you know, mm. mysteries and like just there's something about I think there's weird something about, stuff in New Zealand. Like, yeah, I think for like true crime things, weird. it can feel like it's very far from home, and so it's yeah. very interesting to watch a, mm. a cult thing like this when they've obviously they've all got really strong New Zealand accents yeah, exactly. and yeah. New Zealand context. So whenever you watch uh, Gloria Vale documentaries, those yeah. accents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My favorite it's New Zealand like, kind of true crime adjacent thing is the one about the dog Lucy the. Oh, I love oh, that series. So good. Who killed Lucy the poodle? A very strong series. It's oh. on TV. If you want to watch it, it's about like a circus. A circus where some 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 
big cats escaped from the circus and killed a poodle, and it's about working out what, what? happened, who was responsible, what? and it's why. It's incredible. It's, it's so good. So was good. it like a spinoff? That was like no, I think it's it? just TVNZ. Um, All right. It was yeah. on TVNZ On Demand, so yeah, yeah. if that's still out there, please check it out. It's great. Talking, talking of TVNZ On Demand, my final uh, uh, two quickly is I'm watching Taskmaster Season 2, uh, which is really, really great. Like, if you probably know Taskmaster already, it's this incredibly popular UK TV um, uh, game show, uh, and it's a great opportunity uh, for us uh, to kind of highlight comedians that don't typically work in the more commercial, like more structured kind of format. So, Panel show kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, like, my two, well, there's like three favorites for me, really, where there's like David Correos, um, Guy Montgomery, and uh, Laura Daniel are just like killing it on um, Taskmaster season two with genuinely like bizarre, funny, like odd kind of solutions to like bizarre games. It's so funny yeah. seeing them on the street when they're in Wellington. You're yeah. just like, I could see you on TV. Yeah. yeah. I could see you right now on TV. But just like click on TV and set up. <laughs> yeah. And my other one, we just watched the first episode, so I uh, can't really speak to this fully, but we are on the way of watching It's a Sin, which is really great. Oh, yes. it's a sin. Have we talked about that in the podcast? I'm not Probably. sure if we did. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. Watching it. I've, heard, I've heard good things from lots of people. Yeah. 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 We've we, we spent a decent amount of time watching it. What accent is this, Neil? Yes. <laughs> Neil. Oh, Neil. Oh, Neil. Neil. I forgot about Neil. I tried to forget about Neil. Oh, God, I forgot about Neil. I remember him. when we saw him on Scott, I was like, I wonder if he's going to do an English. Oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. he's going to try. Well, <laughs> oh, no, Count Olaf was not English. Eh? No. Yeah, it was no. just like, it was just eccentric. Yeah. We watched the first episode of It's a Sin and we were like, that was a lot. We'll watch more. It and is. we haven't watched more. We're currently just, in that state. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's that. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's the same with um, it's Underground what, Railroad. I've watched like season, yeah. the, first, the first episode of it, and I would love to watch it's more ten, of it. There's but ten it is, episodes. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm reading fun. the book at the moment. I'm just like, I want to read the book and then give it a rest. And then yeah. when I'm ready, I'll, I'll read the, uh, mm-hmm. watch the um, TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a sin also took me a while because it's like, it is quite joyously made and like. But yeah, you know what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. The whole it's point of the, it. yeah. the sense of humor and it's really good. Yeah, but, yeah. but obviously, yeah, the whole the whole point of it is is covering this particular really terrible like period in LGBT history of mm. when people were just dying, and it was yeah. But I don't that's, know what that's the strength of it. It's just like to show that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's and the lack be of, harrowing in some ways. And like in that first episode, the lack of information that people had of yeah. like, oh, God, we have no clue what this is. Is it the mold? Is it like because of a like what the hell is happening and it's like it feels I mean I'm I'm white as hell so I have no real culture so it feels to me (laughs) hearing about HIV and the AIDS crisis it it feels like I imagine it might feel for Jewish people for the Holocaust in terms of it's like this is my culture this this is is my people it is definitely a a cultural not not quite the same obviously but it does I imagine it might be a similar thing of like this is my history so it could be hard what yeah. I like about It's a Sin is that, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know what it is, but it's showing these people as people, they've lived their lives there. Mm. It's not just like, it is going to be harrowing at some point, but also it's like, it's funny, it's joyous, it's yeah. showing yeah. these people's relationships, it's it's showing them as fully formed characters mm. instead of just like, you know, people who are besotted, uh, besotted, not besotted, um, beset by tragedy. Yeah. Besotted with Beso- tragedy. <laughs> I just love tragedy. Honey, that's me. So. <laughs> Uh, Matt, you haven't had a chance to. Do I do. I have. I've, I've had a few. So, like a little music shout out. I have been spinning the new Doja Cat record in the last couple of weeks. I'm obsessed with it. It's called Planet Her. 
um, especially now that Rihanna's not making music, I need someone to like give me the fun, like hot R&B slash pop bops, but also there's some lovely stuff in there. So if you want to spend something for the, for the winter, look, Miss Doja, she gave it to you, honey. Um, and also, what what what, what, what TV? I haven't. I think. <laughs> look, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing. Me of a I'm just in throwing my best uh, Miss White cosplay. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in a bit. Um, uh, for TV, uh, I had some. Oh yeah, I mean we didn't talk about this, but like a few weeks back, um, I watched um, the Belgian season of the Mall, which. Oh, my yes. co-hosts. Um, Which I believe we, we brought to the yeah. podcast. Very here. relevant to this uh, film as well. Giving giving back. I yeah. gave you the mall. He gave back me back the Belgian mall. Um, um, shout good. out to Jim Fishwick, who I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but Rick did the Belgian mall to us. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's just the production value is nice. And it's nice seeing the mall in an updated context that's not stuck in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, it looks so slick. It's so exciting. Apparently it's been picked up. Like, the well, US this is the, mall the, the rumor is the mall is coming back. Has been picked up um, in, by US Netflix and yes. showing over there. Hopefully they... Do you know them all? I oh like. I remember. God. So in the early 2000s, there was a New Zealand version. There was a New Zealand version. I feel like I had a teacher who was involved. Oh, in I love it. it. What somehow. a scoop. I love that. We that's need to great. get them on the pod. I can't even remember <laughs> Were they which, the mole? Like, like, I mean, that's the, that's the question. I can't even, I don't think so. I can't <laughs> even remember if she was what, like, I don't think she was my teacher, but I think she was a teacher at the school. Right. Uh, and this is all very fuzzy. From, sure. Yeah, so looking exciting. online, it was that like New Zealand had one season of the mole. I think yeah. it's only we only mm. even got one. It's weird because I don't the, know if it exists. The mole has like had very short runs everywhere, uh, everywhere except Despite for like Belgium and like the Netherlands. Really good, but I think <laughs> now. Now I feel like it would be a huge hit. People might have caught up to it. Absolutely. Was, they weren't ready that's for too the much ball. thinking. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on American Netflix, so people are like, Yeah, that's why. That's, I mean, yeah. fingers crossed. We hope we hope the mall comes back. Yeah. Because yeah. It Get would Anderson be, back. Like. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if Anderson will be back. I think they did a fifth season. Well, he wasn't back for the third and fourth yeah. and the fifth. But even he got confused about the mall sometimes. But, but I'm like, that would be funny. That would be if, great. If from mm. his current role as a hard news journalist. Or at least just like a guest in one episode. Oh, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need a cameo. Yeah. Like the clues are always so nonsensical. Like, you're like, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. They the always have a bit in the final episode where they've revealed who the mole is. And they're like, and obvious, it was very clear because uh, when we said mole, at one point we panned over to that person during this one section. And it was very, very split second or like, they, they were the, the the letter M is the fifteenth letter in the alphabet oh, and gosh. stands for mole, and they were the fifteenth person to stand up in. And you're like, what? So, so I feel like I, I know I watched it, but I think I blocked everything <laughs> out. It's, oh, it's it's fine. Also, like, it's always good none to of us have seen the New Zealand one. The New Zealand one might have been shit. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I talk about. I mean, I would be remiss because I am the awards historian of the group. Yes. And the I mean, well, first of all, the Cannes Film Festival um. announced their awards early this morning, and I, yes, I was up. And, I heard yeah. Spike Lee made a bit of a blunder. He did. He <laughs> announced Titan, who which won the Palme d'Or, accidentally because of. Uh, so Melanie Laurent, she was like, Spike, jury president, please. Um, announced the fir- first prize and she meant the first prize to be awarded uh, instead of the top prize. The top prize. Uh, oh, but, so he just was like, great, I'll just go up and yeah, I'll say yeah. you won. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Titan... First prize. <laughs> like, it's a race. Yeah. <laughs> Give me out ribbons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Titan, the, the winner, is um, notable because it's only the second time 
uh, a female director has won the Palme d'Or. Mm. First, obviously, is Jane I'll go. Campion. I'll go Jane. Like, yeah. And she she won it in a tie, girl. So it's like this is the first time in well, that was ninety three. So and our second time years. in our lifetimes. <laughs> Holy crap! Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, congrats to Julia Ducournau. I really enjoyed her first, not her first film, but I guess her first breakout film, Raw. Um, Rose which is really nice. Oh man, you would hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I know this one. Is this raw, raw like a lion or like meat? Meat. Meat. It yeah. is. It is set in a, a French university and where they like people get a taste for cannibalism. Uh, that's oh. right, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, it's a horror. Looks gross. Oh, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> and also the other thing I want to talk about awards was with the Emmy award nomination. I also stayed up. Like, let's you know. Yeah. Um, it was at like 3.30 in the morning and I had to set my alarm, but okay, whatever. Um, what I wanted to, I'd like, lots of love for Ted Lasso. That's going to probably clean up. Um, there's a couple of shows I want to watch that I, I, I've just started The Flight Attendant, so I'm going to see if I enjoy that. And then Hacks is another one that I want Report in the pipeline. Back. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even know I hear they're really good. Wow. Really? Oh, the flight attendant. I've never heard of the flight attendant. I don't know what, what? that is. What? No, is I it? haven't either. Is it about a flight okay, attendant? Yeah, so it's like, a, um, so Kaylee Cuoco, she is a flight attendant, and then she wakes up in the pilot episode. She wakes up next pilot episode. episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, and then she she, wakes, she she knows she had a dalliance with this, you know, person in, you know, like one of the, one of the customers. <laughs> What do you call them? Passengers? Passengers. <laughs> Customers. Look, we've been a cut customer. off from the outside world for over a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> And then, you know, in the morning she finds his dead body next to him and it's kind of like a caper. And, oh. and it's a comedy series. It we'll, is quite funny. We'll see how it stands up to the seminal flight attendant uh, film uh, View from the Top. Oh, with Gwen. Gwen. I'm, I'm surely a future mixed bag. Is that yeah. the one with Asses the Window? Yes. That's, yeah. And that's yes. all I know about it. <laughs> there's, a great, there's a great book. Where yeah, I've read a whole book called Ayoade on Top. Where which he is just, Richard Ayoade talking, just doing an entire book that's just essays about the film View from the Top. Yeah, it's great. It's like, it's very funny. Um, there are a few snubs which I don't remember at the moment, but I'll talk about at some point in the future. But also, Hamilton got nominated for a bunch of stuff, which I'm caused like, a bit of controversy. How is that still in the, in the controversy? What, how many years? I don't mind, like, actually. I mean, like, I guess it was, yeah, I don't know. It was I think it's eligible, just, uh, so it makes sense. It probably makes sense in terms of release dates. It just feels yeah. so long ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm of like, course. really? I think the one kind of weird thing for me so, like, the Queen Ga- Queen's Gambit obviously cleaned up with a limited series mm. nominations, but Meryl Heller and Bill Camp were snubbed. And you know who was nominated? Moses Ingram, her best friend from childhood. Oh, and I thought Meryl Heller did get a nomination. I didn't. saw her on something. She, she did was, not. Well, she got maybe that was else. for like the Golden Globe or something. But, oh, maybe it was for something and, else. And Thomas Bodie sang, so who's the kid from Love Actually, who's oh. the fake Harry Styles. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you don't nominate the mom and the mentor? Mm. They had the best performances. Best performances yeah. Sure. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, her best friend from, from the orphanage was the weakest kind of part of it. I was like, I just have a little money now. It just felt like, yeah, they were just like, oh, fuck, we need to fix stuff for this final episode. Ah, uh, we haven't had this character for a while. Let's bring her back. <laughs> like, we'll just uh, put her in there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah. rooting for Ted Lasso and, and I made a story. Those are the two big things mm-hmm. that I'm really rooting for. And I guess The Crown will also win Best Drama Series because Succession's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, just, just one small thing because no one 
um, watch a sport, but I do watch the NBA and the finals are on at the moment. And all That's I, basketball? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all I want to say is hopefully by the time the next episode airs, the, the Phoenix Suns would have won the, the NBA title in six games. That's my prediction and I hope it comes true. And they're from Phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The city. Well, from six like games. <laughs> oh, games. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I had that thought as well. Yeah. Thank you for asking. The well, from six games to six murders. Oh, we're we're rolling into our feature presentation. This is a bit where Tim Curry's like, six. That's a lot. This is getting serious. Feature presentation. Well, what is our feature presentation, guys? It's We've been talking clear. around it. Uh, yeah. Mike, so you brought uh, this this film yeah. uh, for us. Do you want to talk about what's your previous relationship with Clue, the film? So uh, my previous relationship is that this is only the third time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much the, f- the first two times were both this year. Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah, so I'm actually relatively new to this film. But it is one that I, I feel like I should have grown up with. Does that make sense? Yes. Like... Uh, it feels to me very similar to things like Beetlejuice or Adam's Family oh. or Casper. It's mm. got that sort of dark, spooky energy. Maybe not Casper as no, much. No, just, I just gasped because I'm like, Casper, future I had Could th- be yeah. fun. I had thought about it. I love Casper. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought about Casper for this, but um, Casper still makes me cry. So I was like, maybe oh. don't. Uh, this might ruin it for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it has that like spooky, funny energy that I loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. Because this is 85, right? 80, 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if if I had watched this as a kid, I know I would have loved it. And mm. I know I would have taken it very seriously. I would have thought it was a very serious film. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it, and it's one of those ones that I've sort of seen clips of and, and known about for years, but only recently watched it and... Thought that it would make a great one. Three times in a year. Yeah. Clearly it's a new favourite. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah, yeah, I had not, this is my first time watching this film. And again, this feels like a thing that I should have watched earlier, given, Mm. as the podcast knows, my interest in board games and murders, Mm. like murder mysteries particularly. Um, And, you know, it's just definitely very much something that I should have seen, but for whatever reason I had not. Um, I did play a lot of Cluedo as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, Cluedo was the one game, though, that I, cause it's always difficult to play board games that require three people when there's only mm. two children, because you have to convince one parent to play with you when you're a child, mm. and so Cluedo was difficult because you need at least three people mm. to play it, and so it was always like a special moment when we could convince my mum, or even my mum and dad, oh. to play Cluedo with my brother and I. Um, so have a, have a lot of love for that game, even though now as an adult it is extremely easy. Like oh, basically, yeah. if you go first, then you win. Like That's the it's thing really with Cluedo, easy. Like when you're a kid, it's just like such a fun game, so cool. Is it's just like yeah, it's, it's like it's, the it's world murder, of it, you know, yeah. like you character, can imagine, it's mystery. Like, yeah, and then when you play as an adult, like it's. Yeah it's, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not the greatest board game in the world, but like I still have a lot of affection for it. I feel like it, it conjures up a world, and I love the illustrations on the little map and like uh, the, all of the different, all the cards and the, the portraits of the people. Yeah. Very also, much it's like, camp. Like oh yes, of course. Yeah. The names. Do you remember the the images of the the figures? And it had like their body were like pawns. Yeah, and it just yeah, had on top. Yeah. Like, I never had that. I had a later version of it, but I they grew right. up, so it was very like almost like yeah. Um, 
it looks like the covers of those like pulp novels yeah like that sort of uh, style yeah, of illustration exactly. it was like all the portraits were done like yeah. that and that's mm. a big appeal yeah. of it as well it just like seemed really enticing from yeah, yeah. Covers. more, more recently genre. they've sexied all the, all the yeah I saw that, that. Yeah. yeah they're all like, really hot still, they were all like you know Mrs. And White was still the old, old yeah. lady yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then they've introduced um, Dr. Orchid which Dr. Orchid and removed Mrs. White yeah which, you know, uh, I am sad about, but Dr. Orchid looks hot. She's like, got this like fierce bob. She does character. poison and stuff. Like, she's, like, she's yeah. great. The great also. thing about it as well is we were learning that there are like, we had experienced different versions of Pluto with the names as well. So like, I had remembered Mr. Black, I think, which mm. eventually got, I, well, not eventually, got subbed out with Mr. Body, which is- I'm not sure which song. of them is first. I feel um, like Mr. Body or it might is the most Yeah, I think one. it might yeah. be Body. And then uh, Wrench and Spanner was the big uh, Well, it worked yeah, out that it, clearly it is Wrench, generally. I think oh, it was right. Wrench in the UK version. Because well, I had the UK version, but right. it still said Wrench. So that's what, probably what confused so that's, me. Uh, that's why yeah. you thought Wrench was a UK term. Exactly. Turns mm. out it is not. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, Revolver is the other thing. Like, yeah. I remember oh, as a kid yeah. being like, why do they call it Revolver and not Gun? It's clearly Gun. Yeah. But, Shoot yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, yeah. In terms of my history with this film, um, I also had a, a Cluedo uh, game uh, and have fond affection for it. It was a battered up thing and it's really such a uh, emblematic kind of sign like this board game has been well used and loved. It's the queerest board game. Let's it really just, is. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, uh, but in terms of the movie, I saw this back... God. 10 years ago now, that's scary, 2011, um, when, I believe, I'm, I think it's approximately that time, when I was in first year of uni and I was watching a film a day, I'd rent it from like Civic Video, United Video, um, and okay. yeah, I know, mm. really, and then um, uh, I, it was this habit of like, let's get through as many as possible to like build up my film knowledge. Uh, which is, uh, in some ways, like okay, don't relate at all. <laughs> I relate. I've done it. I've done a similar thing. You all relate. Yeah. Everybody that was, except that me. That was a joke. <laughs> um, and so I think that's a good use of time. I'm really proud of that time. Very happy that I made that decision. But then also you get into this thing of like ticking stuff yeah, off. Yeah, completionism. Yeah. yeah, and instead of like enjoying the films what they are because you feel like okay, I have to get for another. Um, and when I watch Clue, I think I was holding up for like the iconic like scenes. I was like, oh, well, flames. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> that came quite late, later than I thought. Um, and like didn't actually just like take in the film for what it was. It was just like, okay, so what is this? Oh, cool. I love Tim Curry. Oh, this is a bit different Tim performance than usual. Okay, sweet. And then like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't feel like I fully like took it in uh, 10 years ago. So it was really, really great to revisit it and we'll see what I thought in a bit. Man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love the, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a history with this film as well. I've seen it a few times. Yeah, again, like, uh, I saw it a couple of times around that time. Um, most recently, I saw it last year um, because I think I had the same experience as James. Well, I did find it funny and I did enjoy it the first couple of times that I saw it, um, but it didn't really click with me until last year. Um, and also, I, 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 yeah, this is a film that, like, appeals to a lot of my sensibilities. Like, it's a murder mystery. Mm. Uh, it's a comedy. Mm. Uh, there are um, good character actresses in it. Oh. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. amazing fashion. <laughs> um, so it takes a lot of the boxes. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't do it for me this time. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we have to, we have talked about Clue, but we have not talked 
about the, the, the content, the synopsis. And so it's about time for, so James <laughs> is going to take on yeah. this episode's movie in a minute. Has someone got yeah. the, the timer? Uh, no, do you, you've got I've your got phone there, James. Uh, oh, I can, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not, so, yeah. A one minute, a one minute thing. We didn't You're prep. murder in a Usually minute. Usually we prep. Yeah. Murder in a minute. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm almost there. Okay. Yeah, we're so professional. Okay, I've got it ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. You, no, okay. you ready to go, James? And Sweet. press the start. Three, two, one. In an old-fashioned mansion, a series of guests are invited to come along, and they are given code names, aliases. Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum, and Wadsworth, the butler, invites them in. And so they all sit around and have dinner. They're wondering why they are there. And then we all learn they're from Washington, D.C. We learn a little bit more about their background. Then suddenly uh, a man, Mr. Body, appears. And he is quite mysterious. He's wanting to escape. Finally, we discover that these uh, 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 people that have been invited along all have a motive. Uh, because they've been blackmailed by Mr. Body, and then the lights go out, and oh, uh, he, uh, Mr. Body, like, I can't remember who gives it. Uh, they give all of these weapons, and then suddenly Mr. Body appears to be dead, and then they frantically run around the house trying to figure out why he died, and then more people end up dead, and then slowly across the course they discover that the true motive and, and purpose, well, it's up to you, because it has three different endings, but the canonical ending is that all of them did it except for Mr. Green and Tim Curry's Mr. Body. <laughs> All right. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Very maybe a little bit like full packed yeah, with the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit less. less yeah. Less yeah. Less I feel like it's a hard film, film to summarize. It's, it's a very Particularly tough Particularly because one. of the three endings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I did not mention the physical comedy at all, which is a huge, a part, huge of the part of the film. Huge part of the film, but that's yeah. really. It's well, this is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. But before we talk about the comedy, let's talk about the MVP, our most visually pleasing member of the ensemble. And this is an ensemble film, so you know, we've got we've got a few options here. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh who do you want to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> um I gotta make sure that I get these names right because I, I am uh, not as not familiar. Off book. I'm not off book uh with it all. I'm going um, by the character names. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you the actress. You can yeah. but, uh, so my uh MVP would be as soon as she appears with her amazing um, cowl, cowl yeah. uh, I would pick uh, Miss Scarlett, aka Leslie Ann Warren, um, who is just like oozing like sexual appeal mm. in like a comedic, like playful kind of way. Yeah, but I she has got the, the outfit that pulls it off, where it's like it's like knowingly like silly and playful, but also like just extremely attractive. Yeah, and she's got just like natural sex appeal. You yeah, know? like she's just like. To me, when I look at her, it's like, you know, Sigourney Weaver's sexy sister. Yeah, she's playing her as a very, uh, like, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit style. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of just ridiculous. Which is kind of how Scarlet should be. be yeah, yeah. Um, um, And it's yeah. designed, like, her costume design is also uh, really accentuates. Yeah, I was, well. I was also getting, like, Susan Sarandon kind Strong of. Strong Susan Sarandon vibes. Yeah. Like, it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah, it looked like we couldn't get Susan Sarandon. So we yeah, and this this one has a lot of like echoes to Rocky Horror. Probably not intentionally, but it was just like potentially, like, potentially, uh, She was actually originally supposed to be played by Carrie Fisher, oh. uh, but then Carrie Fisher had quite a big drug uh, ah, yeah. collapse. Yes. Collapse, drug collapse. Yeah, she had, yeah, it was going uh, through and, a, a bad period. Yeah, and yeah. she had to go um, into rehab and tried to work out you know if there was a way where she could still do the film and mm. no so I think Leslie Ann Warren was quite she, late she does a fantastic job yeah, I also would yeah. love to see what Carrie Fisher did for that role yeah, yeah totally well. 
Yeah. Um, I think I'd be the same. I had like a couple of options in my head. Like one was like um, Colleen Camp mm. as Yvette. She was very just plucky. Her boobs were out, <laughs> which I enjoy. Um, and also like there was something about um, Mr. Green that was like so yeah, I see that. Especially towards the end. Like, yeah. um, but I thought the full embodiment of just this like Sex owning your sex appeal was was Miss Scarlet. She was just yeah, and um, Leslie Ann Warren always amazing. If you want to check out, you know, another thing from her, I think her her best role is um, Vic, in Victor Victoria, where she was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress oh. Oscar. I also also she's wonderful in Desperate Housewives as Ooh. Susan's mother. Yeah, oh, yes. she is. Yes. She is also in Will and Grace mm. as Will's dad's mistress, and she's always very mm. giggly and flighty and Love hilarious mm. all, all mm. the time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyone else? Uh, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> for me, my my MVP might not be like the number one thought, but for me, it's. Uh, Madeline Kahn as, as Miss White. Oh, I think that's a strong um, contender. She, I know she's great. As, as uh, oh. Wadsworth puts it, looking very pale and tragic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and I mean, it's just Madeline Kahn being Madeline Kahn. And also, really. a yeah. severe bob is always a plus. <laughs> and, yeah. and that hat. The and the hat. Yeah. Or the the upside down bowl. Upside down bowl hat. Just as like a, a, um, a black widow sort of archetype. Yeah. 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 As just wonderful, pulls it off. And, really exudes that danger. I mean, we'll talk about the performances of a later, but some of the choices that she makes as a performer are wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) I think visually also she has one of my favourite, all-time favourite classic um, items of fashion, which is like the black questionable length 90s dress that was hot in the 80s and 90s like it was just like just under the the knee and it was just like the midi but it was like and they had stockings and stuff like (laughs) ladies in the 80s and 90s would wear the hell out of these these gowns and they they haven't made a comeback since so I'm just like stand her for that so yeah yeah Um, Um, but the other one I do just want to point out is Colleen Camp as a vet and it's just I remember when I was watching it with Jared when uh Colleen, she's dancing along to the music and she's very jiggly. Yeah. And Jerry just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just something I want to point out there. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, my, my pick was Colleen Kent. <laughs> yeah. I just think, like, she's there to be the eye candy of the she film is. and she's playing it up. She's got this very, and it's this, this it's stupid French accent. It's so absolutely dumb. ridiculous. And that she is playing up in the most coquettish way. There's all yeah. these moments of, like, She's the way that her she's in like the French maid outfit, which is not only boobs on display, but also this full like tutu skirt that yeah. like is riding yeah. all the way up to yeah. the top. And then yeah, just all of her affectations are very sort of like little sort of giggly girlish French maid stereotype, which is it's just having a ball with it and yeah. it's a lot of fun. And I think it's like yeah, there's something really fun about when movies like this are trying to kind of yeah, really play into like old-fashioned film stereotypes in yeah. this way. Yeah. It just sort of, it's a, you can have your cake and eat it too. I think in that way when you're playing into camp, mm. um, which Colleen yeah. Camp does. Mm. Yeah. Um, great. Cool. Awesome. I mean, we should we get into some some bottles then? Yeah. yeah I so mean, bottles are, are good parts of the mixed bag. Uh, tasty Coke bottles and milk bottles. Controversial opinion. I have no opinion about these, but several guests have been like, no, bottles are the bad ones. Okay. Or well, bananas are the good ones. Bananas I don't know. are not I the good care. ones. That's, That's all we can, I want to say about that. I always think of banana like you slip on it and fall over. Uh, That's yeah. how I the bad one. And bottles. And Cokes, yeah, you just drink oh, yeah. them all up. Bad for Fizzy you lifting drinks. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, went, I went to alcohol, which is yeah. have, the have a good time. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> sure. bottle. Yeah. We've been talking about performances yes. a little bit, so I think we could delve into that that realm a little bit. Because totally. I feel like yeah, it's just it's definitely an example of to you know to quote the meme. Everybody understood the assignment. Of yes. This film. It is like everybody seems to be having a lot of fun with their performances mm. and making like weird choices. Like we talked about like the blocking humor in this oh, in terms so of the, good. just like not necessarily slapstick <laughs> also, in the traditional slapstick sense, but just like how can you do the simple action in the way that is the funniest possible way yeah. that you can the do this The stupidest possible So way. dumb. Um, but also <laughs> the thing about the blocking humor, you maybe get like one or two like in a comedy film. Yeah. Like 50% of this the humor. This is half of yeah. the humor. Yeah. It's just like, the way people interact with the fact there's a dead body on the room and they have to like walk around it oh. on it and the way people squeeze through tight spaces when they're suspicious of the yeah. person they're squeezing through the space so with. just like funny. highlighting the awkwardness of being a human being <laughs> and that has limbs and like, yeah, lifting people and trying to squeeze through doors. Like, it's, it's just beautifully observed. One of, one of my favorite examples of that is when they're comparing matchsticks. Yes. And it's yeah. just this <laughs> really long shot. So long. That's so funny. It's uh. like they've got to split up into pairs and so. So uh, Wadsworth, Tim Curry's character, has uh, split the matchsticks into different length pairs so that they can then like all select the matchstick and see if mm. they who they're matched with. And it's like, for whatever reason, rather than just sort of cutting to, okay, now we have our pairs, it, it shows them all each selecting one matchstick. <laughs> and like comparing. To, to check well, it with each yeah, other. and there are some that are yeah, like super tiny, like Christopher Lloyd gets one that's so, so tiny, and there's one that's the full length matchstick. And just like, People still like treating it with the same level of like, well, is this that? No. It's and when you say full length matchstick, not yeah. like the ones yeah, we no. no, no, it's, it's like my forearm. Yeah. <laughs> like fire starter. That's beautiful. And, and you're like, why is this so funny? S- I don't know it's why. The, it's them taking the it so seriously. <laughs> and it's just it's the like, commitment. it yeah. is the commitment. And it's just like, because they're all so serious and committed to to this, um, you know, farce, it's just like they have great chemistry with each other. It's yeah. just like, it's, no one is like slacking, but obviously they're standouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we could talk about them now if we, if yes, we are want to do. Who are, who are your standouts for performance? I've I've three. Mm. Um, first of all, I want to uh, shout out um, Madeline Kahn. Yes, yes. She's just. <laughs> it's like I thinking think. about some of her choices. It's like just, yeah, it's like she has this kind of. It's like very distant. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't. Where it's like she can she can see things in other parts of the room that we can't see. Yeah. Like I don't know exactly what it is. But yeah, it's, very it's like a performance from like it's like a delicate woman, like the nineteen forties, like Fragile. brief encounter. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, don't go. Like not even that though. It's she doesn't. Just, ha- does it also have, she doesn't have a lot of jokes. No. It's most of the comedy is just like the little things that she yeah. does. Yeah, it's just like little strange affectations. There's a moment by the fireplace, I can't remember what she's saying, but she's like, she has a glass and she like smashes it Please. and throws it over her shoulder. What is it, Mike? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think in a modern version, like the, the actress, not that I'm recasting, but like she kind of reminds me of, of a Catherine O'Hara a little bit. Like that, that oh, yes. kind of, a very, like, she understands the, the, the kookiness of, yeah. of this character and, and just like good with the facial expressions, good with like making the character as weird as possible. Yeah. It's, it's mm. sort of like she's taking a lot of cocaine and sleeping pills at the same time. Yeah, and she's, so she's in this kind yeah. of state so of distant. like, yeah, disassociation that she's like, wandering Christopher through Christopher Guest films are like, yeah, a, a pretty good comparison of oh, like... Oh God, I just like had a thing of like Christopher Guest remaking this. Well, yeah, because it's like those characters in Christopher Guest films have their own like internal logic. 
but they don't feel like human beings per se, just like cartoon Looney Tunes characters. I just was like, Catherine O'Hara, Jennifer Coolidge as Miss Scarlet, Parker Posey, and, oh god, oh. Uh, R.I.P. Fred Willard though, so I can't, can't, can't really come together anymore. Who are your other picked? Um, Oh, I think before we move on, we have to talk about the scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like so the, the most, only scene that I had seen the most this iconic part of this film. watching this <laughs> yeah. is the, the flames on the side of my face uh, section, which is a very, very, it's like, I, I, I thought that it was from a longer speech, but it is basically one line. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, I did look this up and it is, um, it is the only improvised thing yeah. in the film, well, which you can you tell. Can hear, you can hear because the dialogue is like, all the jokes are a lot of verbal jokes, but then to see her struggling to come up with the improv. It's beautiful. Yeah, and then you yeah. cut to Tim Curry and that <laughs> reaction is him just being like, just about to break. <laughs> <laughs> Heaving, heaving breaths. And literally, it is a two-second joke that is steals the movie. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah. And then it just picks right back. It was like, right, and okay, the body was over yeah. there. Um, I also want to. I want to shout out. Uh, I don't know who this actress is. The one that plays Mrs. Peacock. Oh. Eileen, Eileen Brennan. Brennan. Eileen Brennan oh. is incredible. In I love her. She's so. She's one of my standouts as yeah. well. Um, just her commitment to this old, like kind of old money kind of lady yeah, is she's so a senator's good. wife and she that she's good at hosting parties yeah. because of that and also um, her performance i would you know a, a bit of it reminded dare i say stroopesque with, <laughs> with, 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 the, with the um, oh, with a hat the, uh, with a ha- yeah with a hat oh my god or the nest it's one of my and look like oh a mistake god, but they kept in which is yeah, for whatever reason she's wearing this hat which looks like a, a nest somehow like that she's from when she comes in which i loved from the beginning and then there's one scene in which she's just run a little bit and for whatever reason it's like pinned <laughs> to one side and then it's just like flapping her in the face and she just continues to deliver her lines as if her hat isn't flapping the side against the side of her face the entire time well, it's had, iconic it's the, great the eyeglass acting the cat eyeglasses yeah, absolutely it's very... just her commitment to like selling every verbal joke is really good <laughs> like, yeah. but just also like yeah she got, she's not afraid to go for the heightened yeah. exactly. theatrics so that she, she's yeah. a point where she thinks she might have been poisoned by the brandy that she's drinking and she just goes to get like shepherded to the couch it's it's, it's very yeah, it's, it's very good my, my main um like experience with the actresses and she's in jeepers creepers it's like yeah. a crazy old lady with a shotgun right and just that's my main frame of reference yeah. for this actress right. and then seeing her come to this and it's just this very weird contrast See, i think she was wonderful this is what i love about like um a uh, clue is that like it gave, it gave these actresses like a really good showcase like I love I like all of the ladies here are Oscar nominated yeah. Yeah. so Eileen Brennan got her Oscar nomination for Private Benjamin with Goldie Hawn oh. um, but I really love her in um, The Last Picture Show mm. where she plays the waitress and she gives this like I like the, the two big supporting actress performances there like Ellen Burstyn and Cloris Leachman but she as the waitress in the small town gives like a really really lived in monologue and I think it's my favorite performance of that movie um and obviously last picture show I love that movie and um Madeline Kahn is so funny and everything I see her in all the Mel Brooks films like um, stage queen a uh, stage queen 21 oh, yeah. yeah. um what was I gonna say um in Paper Moon and in Blazing Saddles and mm. Young Frankenstein she was nominated for a couple of those honestly I mean I would have given it to her for Paper Moon, but Tatum O'Neill, who was the lead of the film, um, also did a really good job. She, she was... Were they both up for supporting? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Tatum O'Neill is the youngest Oscar winner in, in history. 
But yeah, it's yeah. always that that like I love of, Paper Moon those, so much. Those like character um the ones where it's like clearly supposed to be supporting and in lead, it's just but so frustrating. Every time she just brings a different character to the table. It's always funny. She's just like a great funny woman. Like mm. she's not talked about enough. Like I love Madeline Kahn. Yeah. She's so great. Also does my favorite version of Getting Married Today from Yes. Company. Oh, I love oh. her version. So good. That's so good. Yes. Get on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and my other favorite of the cast is Tim Curry. He's just great. just yeah. that sequence of rattling off the whole plot of the entire it's movie is perverse. they like, for whatever reason, we're going to just get <laughs> Tim Curry to just say what happened in case you went to the bathroom earlier. Well, yeah. And he's going to run from room to room. And it's suddenly, it's like maintaining his like stiff upper lip butler persona while just like yeah. hightailing it from room to room. And yeah. he's really leaping like across his crouchy legs. Crouchy legs. Yeah, like, not, not only does he perform it, he just like has so much verve doing oh, it and yeah. just like a sparkle or a twinkle in his eyes while doing it. And he's, you know, um, animating everything. With, it's interesting it's so in terms of his performance, uh, playing it as a like yeah a person who is either like a completely disguising his false identity for one of the endings, yeah. mm. or is like actually the butler character that he's intending to be for the other two endings. Mm. It's kind of like you need to then use the fact that it could be either of those things to inform your performance for the whole mm. way through if you've got the script and you know that you're gonna these each of these three endings is going to be shown by themselves mm. which they were originally um mm. in the cinema mm. um so yeah and i feel like there's for the other characters as well there's, there's also that additional thing of like you know are you a murderer or are you not a murderer yeah. you have to be both because it depends on which which ending we and see and that kind of works with like the looney tunes kind of nature of it of like you know you're, you're not playing a, like a fully fleshed out character yeah but you still have to have that internal logic mm. for tim curry for me i was like yeah the first time that i saw it because tim curry is probably like the aside from like christopher lloyd the person that i knew kind of the most um and i kind of forgotten that final kind of piece and he's it, it's it's not like a straight man by any means mm. but like it's kind of like your ace in the hole he's it's like the final reveal yeah so i was like you know you know frank and further and um uh, uh, Long John and it um, and then you, you know you're kind of like where is the big like huge stuff and it doesn't come until the kind of end and even then it's more of this like butler character that mm. uh, yeah first time that I saw it I, I hadn't fully kind of appreciated but yeah he totally nails that final sequence especially the racing around yeah I feel like so good. I feel like this I, film I, I get tired watching that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exhausting. and I feel like this film works better like in a crowd like like watching it with yeah. other people because oh, yeah. the first time that I saw this you know just on my little computer at, at, at home by myself and like the the zany comedy is still amusing but it's not like this kind of like no. cathartic euphoric kind of experience absolutely i laughed more watching it with you guys than i have oh for previous sure yeah because it, it is a group and film. that's like Definitely. that's the best like movies are always a good comedy yeah. experience yeah. to me but particularly comedies I think. oh yeah. absolutely yeah. And, and talking of of crowds and how this film was originally distributed i think another bottle is those three endings which you kind of referred to but mm. haven't explicitly said like so they screen different versions of the endings that, yeah to different cinemas i um, yeah i wonder if whether or not this is a bottle or not because i feel like i really felt like i got a lot out of seeing each of all three yeah, of them absolutely i yeah. don't know if i would have 
have been necessarily as satisfied if I had only seen one of them. Like, particularly the second one. Like the oh, the second one was the worst one. The, worst, yeah. worst the first one kind of made sense. The first one kind of made sense. The third one's probably the best one. Yeah. The second one is, like, fine. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel yeah. like, because this, when this film came out, it was critically hated, right? People, I think, yeah. particularly, like and that might be one of the things they felt it was too gimmicky yeah, because of that, right? It's often accredited to the endings. People mm. are like, it's just, and, and the fact that the murder mystery in it isn't really solvable yeah. because it has to account for three different endings. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, it's not a Miss Marple, it's not. It's um, not a very Jessica Jessica clever, Fletcher, intricate clockwork and, thing, yeah. but sort of, yeah, your Agatha Christie style, like everything makes sense and it all yeah. has this one solution because mm. it can't. Um, but, but man, yeah. give me the chaos! Like I honestly, it's like it's like an Orson Welles War of the Worlds. Like people missing that it's 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 real or not. It's like that same thing of like, well, this was my ending. What was yours? Like it. So just, they advertised that it was different. Endings, sure, so, I guess so. Yeah. But like, not everyone's going to pick up on that kind of stuff. Like, I, I just like that. Like the moments it's like and a bes- kind of a bespoke experience. Exactly, kind of, it's bespoke know? experience. You know, it's a little like yeah, you get your own choose your own adventure. Referring mm-hmm. back to R.R. Stein, and especially like you know, so you obviously now like we live in a culture where gimmicks are like you know, yeah, a lot of marketing like you know, a little you know, light up the internet. Whereas back then it wasn't as common. I yeah, it was in the it was in the fifties, like William Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very gimmicky. The skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Skeletons dangling from. And the oh, the what's it? The wriggler with yeah. Vincent yes. Price. The yeah. tingler, sorry. Yes. And like, and it's like they like tingled the back of the seats. But it's and, only and he, did a, he yeah. did another one where like you had to sign a waiver that if you died of a heart attack you wouldn't sue. Like, <laughs> oh. So gimmickies were That's big true, and yeah. very much went out of fashion and I think yeah. when Clue came out it was very much out of fashion. I feel like yeah. I could imagine also people reacting it in a cynical way of saying like, oh, they just want to make us pay to see this film three sure, times. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh. I think the only other thing that I could see that was gimmick, like I can remember that was like this gimmicky in like this time period would be like the John Waters films with like the scratch and stuff and like, like yeah. yeah. Mm. The, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's interesting. I also like that we mentioned that you know people might have been um, expecting a murder mystery, but I love that they were smart enough to like you know turn this into like a really just a, a, a comedy of its own kind. Really, like yeah, I, I'd yeah. say like it still falls into the murder mystery it category, is, yeah, yeah. but it's not one where your intended viewing experience is I'm watching this trying to pick up the clues here by solving. You're watching it to watch the murder mystery play out in a comedic fashion and to enjoy the ride rather than to be sitting there going like, ah, how do I solve this? Yeah, but in that unpacking with Tim Curry in terms of where people were and like who was in the background and stuff, there is still like, it's not the same obviously as like Miss Marple, um, you know, being El Pocuparo, but you are still like, okay, who is it? You know, it's like I I found like a nice kind of excitement of Mm. like wondering which of the, the group it would be. Yeah. Like, not to the extent <laughs> of, like, actually getting all the clues and whatnot. The but, six. like, what's that? Name the, the six. six. Name the six. Yeah. And yeah. were they named? Like, they were, well, they were not. They were, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's true. They were all pseudonyms, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I feel like it definitely was <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of when, when uh, Colonel Mustard first comes out and he's like, ah, oh, I'm giving you an alias of Colonel Mustard. Cass goes, just make it his last name. <laughs> Yeah. Make mustard his last name. I feel like they should just Would've be called funner, those names. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's funnier if this is called John Mustard. Well, it doesn't make sense because all of them are like colours, and then Mrs. Peacock is just Mrs. Peacock. 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 Oh, but Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, but it's like 
Yeah. I mean, everything you is a, you know, forest greed is a yeah. color, but that doesn't yeah. mean forest is a, is a color by yeah. itself, you know? Like, I feel like peacocks are a color Who did, who did everyone, I mean, we kind of talked about this in the I screen. thought it was going to be, a, everybody did one each. Oh, no, so I mean. By the time I got to the end of it, I was Who like, did everyone oh, yeah. play when they were? Was it, I'll be always a Miss Peacock. So we got two Mrs. Peacocks. Yeah. I was a peacock, but if yeah. I wasn't a peacock, I was a Mrs. White. Mm. Mm. I was a plum, or sometimes green, and that felt reflective of my bisexual identity in this film. Although we learned that that green is actually uh, yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. final ending, an extremely ending. straight man. Like, I'm a straight man. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. I always change it up because I I thought that was the beauty of Clee to play like different oh, yeah, characters sure. mm. <laughs> so I was like but I guess yeah my favourite was Miss Scarlet because she was just I feel like, I feel like Mrs. Characters. White yeah 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 Mrs. White was always like oh I don't want to be Mrs. White and I did like, okay cool I'll be Mrs. White and I was like What's wrong with that? I don't know. With um, I mean, well, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong. Ask, ask you to fill in. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, Talofa. To name the six, though, I, I just to round out the cast. So, like, um, Professor Plum was played by Christopher Lloyd, who was, I don't love this before. No, yeah. well, this is very good. It's not, I also don't like this character in the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is kind of a banana. Sort of, I feel like this is yeah, yeah, yeah. moving. Um, oh, can I quickly say one? Uh, oh no, I'm just naming the cast. I'm just naming the cast. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about Christopher Lloyd, who most time. people know from Back to the Future, yeah, yeah. who always played old guys. Um, mm. Martin Mull plays um, Colonel Master. I mostly know him from Hollywood Squares, where he was like I one of the squares. Um, he he shows up in a few like sitcoms here and there. Mm. I assume he's like you know one of those comedy guys who are just like there. And then we also have. Um, Michael McKean as as Green as Professor yeah. Green. I feel like this is really Tim Curry in the in the yeah. Yeah. Professor Green. Like, I feel Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Reverend Green. I just yeah. wanted to say their names. Yeah. Um, I think one one big bottle for me was the costume design. Ah, oh, the costume design. Oh my so god! Good. I just say the production and the design, design. generally because really that really fucking bad. house. What yeah. house is so crisp? It looks it looks like the one from Knives Out too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this, this, this is the precursor it's, it's, to Knives Out. It's yeah. very much just like, yeah, let's look at tropes, let's look at conventions yeah, of boom yeah. mystery and the sort of old English manner, and let's just like blow it up to the most extreme version, but also including things like, I love the little, like, the fact they have a grid parquet on the floor, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like the grid that you're in in the game where you what, walk around. The way that they've got the, the, um, the secret passages, yes. which, which correspond to the ones in the game. Yeah. The game. Yeah. And they've got what, an actual important plot point. What I appreciate is that the costuming wasn't obvious. They could have, you know, Miss, Miss Scarlet could have been in could have been red, red Scarlet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But they evoked what, what, the, um, what the essence of, of the characters are. There is, they are um, the cars that they arrive in all correspond yeah. to their name. Oh, yeah. I love cool. that. Yeah. But yeah, the cow was mentioned earlier. The cow is very good. Um, mm. I, I loved um, that, like, we also spoke about the nest hat on the on, nest yeah. hat on, on this yeah. but she also had this but gold I still love dress this, this dress good. and her top which was kind of luminescent like yeah she had a sort of, of a, a, I can't remember like a sheer sort of jacket over her gold and dress then, and then Mrs. White's big when she came in she was in like the upside down bowl of a hat it's a very loved. like if you and think then, of a, a widow outfit yeah. it's the most like, and then, quintessential widow and then the reveal with the white lining the white on the inside the white lining oh very good so good and then the men were dressed really well also not you know not necessarily the right home about but no, like, uh, like suspenders I love suspender culture I love like ties just like old timey <laughs> stuff like another yeah. bottle, they all look really nice another bottle I'd like to shout out is just the, the the adaptation from like a game that 
has like a, a narrative. Like it's like a bold choice of an adaptation to mm. go this wild and this kind of crazy. Yeah. And Guys, we need to work on Scrabble the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like games are are difficult to adapt. Well, particularly games like the your more traditional board games that don't yeah. have an existing narrative yeah. as part yeah. of them. And so like, it's really hard. Like because the Wadsworth character doesn't exist in no. in, no. in the thing. It's an entirely new kind of invention. Mm. Um, and there's a, like a bit at the start where I'm like, okay, cool. This is like quite a lot of like setup. But then when they, you know, when the body hits the body, uh, no, when the body becomes a body and hits the floor, um, uh, <laughs> Mr. Labor, labor that one. Yeah, Mr. Body's body. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Then it really kind of kicks off, and that all of that kind of like black mouth stuff is like, you know, it's just necessary to kind of set up. Yeah, they had to think of a plot. Mm. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, I really like that moment where um, Wordsworth just says, uh, we're trying to find out who killed him, with what and where. And he's yeah. just like, thank you, you've summed it up. And yeah, the final of the three endings also ends with uh, Mr. Green announcing that yeah. he killed the Mr. Body in the hallway with the revolver, yeah, which is, which is great. great. Yeah. Um, there's also, I also appreciated that there is a confidential envelope, which is also <laughs> mm. a part of the Cluedo gameplay. It just yeah. it feels um, like it's been made by people that really love the that. game. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's a great game and it's nice that, you know, because sometimes, yeah, we get fucking pixels the movie or like Oh yeah, you whatever. could easily like, <laughs> like throw in people a paper don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't give a shit, just like push out the product. Yeah. Um, but this was, yeah, there was a lot of thought, um, you know, put into this. and It was also the first movie from a board game, right? I must be, I Maybe. feel. Have there been any since? I mean, I feel like it's now video game adaptation. Yeah, that's what like I mean. But, thing. Um, but mm. yeah, because I mean, it's difficult to adapt things from board games. Articulate the movie. Like, really com- Someone's yeah, like, got to try board games, which Sorry, Mail sense. Street. Someone's got to try Monopoly. Is that? Monopoly you could possibly Monopoly do. Monopoly you could do. You could do. But it's like, do I feel like it's got to end with like, don't play Monopoly. So it might be quite hard to get the rights. For, like, if you're going to write a good screenplay about yeah, it, yeah, I don't know yeah. if the Monopoly people would appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, should we get to bananas? bananas. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like to... Yeah, the Christopher Lloyd thing, and then also kind of happens with Colonel Mustard as well. There's, like, throughout, there's, like, these kind of things where, like, people are obsessed with boobs. And well, it's like, really Christopher Lloyd's character, so his character is the Professor <laughs> Plum. Who is, yeah, they like, all have different they like, all have different crimes, crimes that they've been they've yeah. been um, of being blackmailed for. Severity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his one is that he had <laughs> oh, sex God. with his patients as a yeah, doctor yeah, yeah. and got disbarred. And he's just shown throughout the whole thing as being like really lecherous yeah. and yeah. like just gross. And it's like that's all the comedy of that character apparently. And it's just like the things yeah. that maybe may have played better in 1985 mm. and does not, not work. It's, just, uh, it's Christopher Lloyd who we know can do comedy from yeah. like Adam's yeah. family. Yeah. And, oh, um, and he definitely gives future. it like, yeah. you know, at, you know, his bit. I don't know if it's I his feel best like shot, it's material. Like, yeah, the material is just. I remember like one line delivery where he got into his Doc Brown thing. I was like, oh, cool, there he is. He's having some fun. But, like, by and large, yeah, this character is just... Also, it's an interesting... If he's Professor, and, you know, Professor Plum's often, like, nebbish and nerdy, right? Yeah. It's sort of a... It's very but they didn't really interesting play that up went, either. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think he works with a group. He's got good chemistry with everyone. But, yeah, this character never landed anywhere. I think by the end, someone like... Like, Mr. Green had his, like, I didn't do it kind of <laughs> refrain, which paid off in the end. And also, by the end, what's his face? Colonel Mustard kind of settled into this, like, really lame... Oafish. Ca- character. Yeah. So they settled into something that was interesting, if not the most interesting part of the film. But this character never settled into yeah. something that was... I'm like, 
I feel like <sighs> I think like Mr. Green. I actually appreciate a lot of comedy moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah. He, it's like so, Mr. Green and Yvette are both teamed up and they're trying to go into the oh scary, scary attic. That was really And they're funny. both just standing at the front of the at the bottom of the stairs saying, "You go first, okay." And then they just stand there and it holds yeah. on the shot for so long yeah. <laughs> without either of them. It's very waiting for Godot. Yeah. Like mm. all of the. Um, uh, pairs moving in unison oh. with one another. So much physical comedy. Casing <laughs> each other out was really funny. Yeah. I love that we cycled back to bottles. <laughs> oh, I just, I just yeah. remember that, that bit where Tim Curry's like, yes, come up the stairs with me, Mrs. White. And he like runs up and Mrs. White can't do it. And she just slots <laughs> just on the stairway. <laughs> and he just keeps going. He doesn't care. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I do think uh, this, it's uh, similar to how I feel about Cats, which another pop corner that we saw recently, we Last night we tradition. had to watch Cats again. Mm. Uh, Mr. Anyway. Mistopheles. <laughs> Does it hold up? It was Mr. better this watch than it was last time. Oh, uh, maybe for you. It was rough. <laughs> how many um, times have, drinking? How many times have you watched this it? This is the fourth time fourth. we've watched it. Yeah, I was going to um, say, because so, after the second time I watched it recently, I was like, um, not for a while. If yeah. you go back and listen to the Cats episode, <laughs> I am I right that they changed Mr. Mistopheles, they like changed the character fundamentally. And yeah, similarly, I'm just cycling back around. I, I'm just annoyed about it. Professor Plum, <laughs> as you were saying, Mike, like, so it, it's, James identified. He's literally his, called like, Professor Plum. Plum. It's wild. He's a yeah, plum just chuck him in a tweed, a, a fucking jersey and a coat rather. Jacket. Yes, yeah. thank you. And like, and you're away. Like, just draw on those archetypes. I don't know what the archetype was. Like, it's just yeah, just fucking horny. Yeah, yeah and Christopher like, Lloyd could have put horny guy. Yeah. Like, and yeah. all the other like Mrs. White, like you know, like the Black Widow kind of vibe. Um, and you know, I feel it's like when it's the it doesn't even necessarily I have to be an archetype because I don't know if I would be like Miss Peacock, for example, was playing a specific archetype, but mm. I think she was playing mm. a specific character that she yeah. had created. Sure, yeah. It was a great performance that yeah. I was like, look, I buy it, I love this character, this is awesome. But yeah, yeah I didn't get like, I think the material that they gave uh, Christopher Lloyd to work with was not good, and then he didn't elevate yeah. it in any way. Um, but yeah, if you talk about the material in general in terms mm. of the writing of it, like, I feel like. There are some funny jokes in here. Like, there yeah. is some witty humour. Um, as a whole, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a great script. It feels like kind of... It's sort of They've tried to make it do as best as it can so that it can be vague enough that we can have different endings. And so, like, as a murder mystery plot, I don't know if it's, it's wonderful, but I feel like it, most of it is elevated by the I think you can definitely see where the, the, the screenplay has its limitations. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, this is a bit long. and Like, this joke is running on a bit too long. Or, like, I don't know if that worked. Or just like, okay, we have to have a person come in now, but then we're going to go back to what we were doing, which was looking around the house, but yeah. then because we need them to be doing something, but also we're kind of retreating a beat that we just did already. So there's like structurally some odd yeah. things in it that I think is it's fine. It's not like a... Uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. bother me at all. I was just like, ah, oh, there's a couple of script things in here, which it felt to me very much, and this is kind of what I think is great about this film, is that it feels like kind of an okay script, that has been put on by people that have really just a lot of fun yeah, yeah. and are having a great time and they're yeah, adding stuff in and, and it feels very like trying to outdo each other it feels very and, like theatery yeah. in that sense of an ensemble that are just having a good time together and are just trying out like their best stuff which oh, yeah I and also, adding to it yeah and I love how really theatrical fun. this is as well just oh, like the <gasps> 
like yeah. the group. There's some moments where they all do like actions in time, yeah. like meerkats. It's great. It's so yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's the mobs, like it's so funny. There's like a bit where they discover that there's another body. It's like the fifth body, and they just like look at it and just all file out. <laughs> also, just just the pratfalls everyone does, like yeah. all the yeah. falls, all the collapses. Like mm. yeah. it was, it just, everyone's I, committed. I'm watching it. Like I think this would have been a very tiring film to make to, to <laughs> act, and you would have just gone home being like, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I fall mean, no, over. We found there were, there were a lot of stunts in there. So <laughs> sure, they yeah. had a, a stunt crew working on some of these pratfalls. There's a weird performance by Mr. Body. Um, oh my oh god, yeah. Mr. Body! So Mr. Body is a guy called Lee Ving, who, <laughs> Mike, you knew something about his background, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he, um, so he was, the singer in a band and I can't remember I think they're mm. probably a really famous band but I'm not good at music <laughs> I mean I've not um, heard of them I don't know and, I love Lee and yeah his, his name was Leaving L-E-E space V-I-N-G was that his uh, birth name was I'm not he, sure I feel like that's, that feel like that's a really that stupid um, stage name if it was a stage <laughs> name <laughs> but from, from a lot of like trivia things that I'd seen about this film is yeah they basically cast him as Mr. Body because they like the idea of it being like Mr. Body is leaving <laughs> And it's, that's the whole thing. And they were just like, ah, who cares? All right. he's not an actor. Yeah, his, he doesn't seem to be an actor. His presence is so, like, weird to me because, like, yeah. he comes in. Like, he could look of the air, but not really. He looks more 80s than the he's other. He's kind of yeah. greaser looking, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense for who his character is yeah, supposed exactly. to be. Yeah, exactly. Don't expect this person looking. as Mr. Yeah. Mr. Body. He's supposed to be a person with a butler, yeah. you know, or or a butler if it, the, the final ending is our, is our true ending. But also... What? <laughs> yeah, you go. I was just going to talk about the weird voice, yeah, yeah. which was emanating from him. Question mark? Like well, what? Was yeah, I think I think because voice. he wasn't articulating properly on set, they had to like ADR stuff or mm. for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, and it's like it that shouldn't be a massive thing, but it's like for a film that is so <laughs> theatrical and like so like like it's clearly happening there. They're clearly tripping over people. Yeah. having something that is so like artificial and filmic. Um, just seemed like yeah like it really stood out yeah um like a sore thumb it didn't bother me that much because i feel like it like lended itself to this weird world but yeah it does stand out like and some people might not like mind that like i yeah yeah it was very noticeable it was odd yeah i feel like it's just like (laughs) he felt like he did not fit in the the role yeah exactly i don't know yeah exactly what it was hard to exactly articulate why um, part of it's the styling, part of it's that his voice is a bit strange and was ADR'd in. I actually think what, what you said, I think it was you, Matt, that mm. said uh, it felt like he was an 80s person. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. In a, in a film set in the 50s. And yeah. it was just a real disconnect between him and the set and all the other characters. And it was just like, why are you. I also here? love this, like, you know, bit of acting that he does, though, if he was either Mr. Body or the butler, where um, Wadsworth chases him. <laughs> that they put on this little performance like yeah. of chasing yeah. each other throughout I'm the house. I'm going to get out this way. He tries to go through the conservatory but there's dogs yeah, out there and the so dog, can't get out. Yeah. The weirdest closed yeah. circle in a, in a murder mystery. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, happened to the dogs? Yeah. yeah, Chekhov's dogs. Yeah. The dogs that came back. <laughs> Gotta have those yeah. dogs, pay off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we do better. one other. I'm just back to bottles. Uh, another guest. I was just thinking of our other visitors. The singing telegram. Love the singing yeah. telegram moment. Um, um, she. Uh, her name is Jane Weedle, and she's from the Go Go's, who is the preeminent pop pop punk band of oh. oh, female female lead. Yeah, 
pop punk band. Yeah, I've got to say the same Telegram band. didn't yeah. have the full pop punk kind of blast, no, but it's not exactly. Yeah. Look, you know who else is from the Go Go's? Belinda Carlisle, and Heaven is a Place on Earth is definitely not pop punk. Um, I, I actually have a, a possibly uh, a banana that people might disagree go with. Go for it. Oh. I really didn't like Colleen Camp's performance. I like the accent I didn't like. I sort of got what she was going for. Yeah. But it was just, it felt wrong. It, it didn't match the cartoony heights of it, and yet it was still ridiculous. Yeah. At the top. It is was it near, near middle ground. Is it because she felt amateurish a little bit? Or? Uh, it could have been. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's it's probably going to be hard to hold your own in a, in a yeah. group with Madeline yeah. Khan and, and mm. all of these people. Well, yeah. yeah, quite seasoned people. And yeah. I don't think Colleen had a very extensive um, Resume CV before this. Before yeah. this. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, she was over the top, but not in the same way or a, a meeting I can see that yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like she's definitely not intending to do like yeah. a good French act you know yeah. like, no. the voice is, is definitely a, a very silly it took choice. me out sometimes yeah. it's a very it was, silly choice it was funny <laughs> um, well she does I mean there's she's that, that moment she's before she gets you? killed which yeah. is like yes yeah. I don't have a French accent after all it was yeah. all of, weirdly enough it was fake which you know it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, I enjoyed it but yeah I can see where you're coming yeah. from mm-hmm. yeah um, who else did we have? We had a cop. Oh, the other visitors were like there. Yeah. The, the guy the on the phone was fine. Um, yeah. We had the, the, the chief, who, the chief of police. Oh, who was, who was disguised himself yeah. as a Jehovah's Witness or something. Yeah. Yeah. The cook, Mrs. The cook. Howe. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Howe. It's a little bit of racism, just a small smattering of 1980s honestly, racism. No, I, okay. I quite enjoyed that scene where the cop came in. And then he had to like start investigating the um the suspicious rooms. They were just like pretending oh, yeah. to make love to the bodies. Like oh, no, yeah. necrophilia isn't the funniest thing, but that was, was a joke that worked. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like that we might be ready to wrap up and get to our Yeah. Do we have any final, final thoughts? Um one thing I do want to say that I kinda like is obviously uh, Lizzie Ann Warren, Miss Scarlet, is playing a sex worker. And the That's film right. did not feel sex work phobic. It, it was treated in a way that she was never the butt of the joke for yeah. being a sex worker. The clients it's very progressive were the butt of the for joke. that. And yeah. it's the yeah. thing of like, it's it's more about like, you know, she's the smart person who is in yeah. control because, yeah. yeah, she's got access to all of these secrets and all of these men that she can then have power over. I also, yeah, and I mean, there are films made today that are so sex work phobic. Yeah. And it's, oh, for sure. yeah. it's something. Uh, like uh, two of the people, groups of people that are easiest to make fun of is fat people and um, sex workers because yeah. they're yeah. people that, I mean, fat people even not as much now. But uh, still, I think, you know, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. something that's been fixed mm. in film. Yeah. Um, so I think that to have something where it's never a, a joke that that's her job is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, I want to, um, Mr. Green. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. He's not really gay in the end, but he's like yeah. Depending on the game, which ending is yeah, canonical. exactly yeah. Um, because um, yeah, the ending, the ending not, three. I think the only like potential gay joke that I saw was when Christopher Lloyd gets yeah. up quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I but was like, even it just then, made me hate like, that character. Yeah, it's yeah. just, just yeah. like Christopher Lloyd. But other than that, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. and um, communism is a red herring, guys. Yeah, they, the communism <laughs> is a red herring is the line that they put in all three endings because oh. they loved it so and much just like, that like, we got to put it what in. What a banger. Um, what a banger. Honestly, I liked it every time. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Really oh, oh my God. Their backstories were so complicated. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> point we were just like, ah, oh, uh, no. Let it wash away. Right. Yeah. Something about, something yeah, the bomb. The UN, I don't know. You're in the war. 
Yeah. Okay, and then the connection, uh, whatever. You yeah. let it wash over you. It's That's not, not important what you to anybody's, <laughs> yeah, nobody's murder is, is yeah. important. Well, we have, uh, we have gone through the full circumference of the bag, but now we must, we must make a decision. <laughs> oh, Professor Plum. The full, the full circumference we have, we have, We have orbited... <laughs> We well, have that's, orbited. That's Can we just say, like, what's now, going in the body bag? And now it needs to... Well, that's good. <laughs> no, I like, I like, I'm a the big fan of the full Wait, wait where, where are we going? Where are we going? It's just like, do you want to wrap up the bag? Do you want to bin the bag? Basically, it's bag or birth. Bag. Or birth. <laughs> All right. Um, as the most recent person to, to, you know, this being my first watch of the film, um, I'll go first. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very camp. Mm. I feel like there are flaws to it, but, you know, as we've sort of discussed, but I feel like my overall impression of this film is of a cast of actors mm. that are having a lot of fun and are, like, getting to go really out there with their performances in a way that you don't always get to go um, in a maybe more constrained uh, mm. context. It feels like, yeah, a lot of yeah performing choices are the real highlight of this i think for me the two sort of real standout things are uh, particularly those three main actresses performances mm. are all just like really interesting and funny and over the top um, as well as tim curry is also very good um and then also the the production design is just fabulous um so it is a bag for me mm, bodies in the bag mm. in the bag that's one body one body one body uh, I'm very much the same. The body is in the bag for me as well. Uh, it's just, it's a great time. It's a delight. And yeah, watch it. If you are going to watch it, watch it with a crowd because this like really elevated uh, what I kind of thought of it past whatever it was, 10 years ago, where I was like, I just didn't get it. It didn't like click and it clicked today. Uh, it mm. is just extremely, exceedingly silly. Uh, and I thought maybe it was going to be more of an intellectual affair once upon a time when I was watching it. Uh, but it's it's just dumb. It's, <laughs> it's just, so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's great. An intellectual affair. <laughs> yeah. The circumference, Professor. The circumference <laughs> of the bag. <laughs> so I, I have charted the full, the full circumference. He circumnavigated the bag. Oh he has found just, it to be silly. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just Miss Peacock doing my smoking oh, acting. Oh, there is some great smoking acting in this. We haven't been so to the smoking great. acting, but there's some points of just like, sort of like... Again, street, the street-esque um, the smoking street-esque acting. smoking, particularly from Miss Peacock. Uh, ju- this this film makes me want to smoke more than anything else. <laughs> Don't do it, Mike. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but for me, the cadaver is now in the, in the bag. Ooh. Um, yes, look. It's not a spoiler if you think, pay attention to the, to the podcast. Um, mostly, I'm mad at the 1985 audience for not enjoying not like and film. appreciating <laughs> um, Clue, and I'm glad that it has, um, you know, had a well-deserved resurgence and you know critical reappraisal because it's really. Fun. I have never seen a comedy that leans into blocking humor this much. And you know what? It's fucking hilarious. We should do it more often. One scene we just didn't mention is the scene where Mr. Green tries to sit down. <laughs> it's very funny. Just, he's just wandering it's around really and funny. he just doesn't sit down and somebody else gets to the chair first and he tries to go to another chair and he tries to sit down there and it's just, it's so stupid. And it's exactly an example of blocking humor as opposed to like mm. slapstick because it's not slapstick but it's still very funny physical humor. Absolutely. And, very good. and it's like, yeah, it's it's... You know, there are parts of it which are like the American comedies of that time, but it also has a DNA of that's that's different from mm. from the broader American comics of that time, which I enjoy. Um, and yes, the body is in the bag. 
That's Mon three bodies in yeah. the bag. Uh, well, with me, the, the, the bag is well and truly stuffed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how to end that. No, um, it's not your own body. How did you find this? with me going in the bag. How did you find this? latest experience of watching this um film. yeah so the first time i watched it i watched it by myself second time it was just me and my partner and this time with a group of friends was the best just so funny uh i it is a film i wish i had seen younger mm. but, um i feel like it would have been one of those films that as a kid i held near and dear to my heart and grew up with absolutely um but it is also fun getting to watch it for the first time at a later age. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I will watch it again and again and again. Yes, you're Yay. making up for lost time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think for the first time in a while, this is a full bag. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We had a full bag in a little while. We had we? a full bag last year. Did we? Oh, for yes. spirit? Yeah, we did go full bag for spirit. Yeah. But we didn't have a is full bag. Is that because person. of the hot horses, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the From the spirit to the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and so that is it for our episode on Clue. Mike, is there anywhere we uh, you want people to find you or shout out anything? Uh, yeah, so on uh, Instagram and Twitter, I am uh, one hat matter, O N E H A T M A D D E R. I barely use Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, you can I, still follow yeah. me. You can you still know, follow me. Every so often I post a thing, like a when the circle was happening, oh my god, yeah, commenting mm. on the circle a lot. Yeah, you, we, we have some, we some, some discussion to have about the circle. Yeah, but we'll do it off. We'll do it off. And whenever there's, you know, a, a, whenever the national party makes a mistake up on Twitter, <laughs> oh, so um, why are you not there all the time? Then? Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, uh, I'm more active on Instagram, but feel free to follow me. Uh, that would be nice. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, uh, before thanks we, for having me on as well. No worries. Thank you so, so Thank much for, for, for coming on. And bringing it's this, been this delightful film. An absolute delight. Yeah. Time. If you want to follow Mixed Bag, uh, then you can go on Mixed Bag Podcast or Mixed Bag Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com and you can leave a review on iTunes or Podchaser. Podchaser, uh, right? Apple Podcast rather than iTunes. Thank you. you sorry. Yes. Yeah. And please make sure to uh, subscribe if you're listening along. We have a huge back catalogue of yeah. 51 episodes. That's right. Yeah. We passed it five stars. It's yeah. also, it yeah. is also worth going back and re-listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you as yeah. someone who has done that. Even yeah. though we rag on our first 10 episodes, even those are pretty good. You know, I mean, look, just every, have time every podcast has its teething problem. So, exactly. I mean, every, every podcast has its shutter island. <laughs> at, yeah. so, at some point, we'll get to a place where we're actually good. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, Usually, we don't know what we have on for next day. But we do. Yeah. Um, we so tease we this. announce it. Yeah. yeah well. Let's do it. Oh, I get to be here. This is exciting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a little series that we'd like to call Five Nights of Nightly. Um, and this is a, a, a follow-up to our much-lauded Meryl Streepson. Um, this is a five films featuring uh, controversial actress. Chin Queen. Chin Queen, Kira Knightley. Yeah. Uh, all of... Matt, James, and I all have uh, different histories of uh, it's, it's our so interest and mm. like or dislike of Kira Knightley in the past. Yeah, um, we weren't planning. We weren't planning on a Kira Knightley season. We it, this came about so organically. Yeah, because we were planning a cold season for the winter. Yes, mm. and then we realised that was very vague. <laughs> but the first film that we wanted to cover in the cold season is one that we will be instead covering in the, the nightly season. So, tune in to Mix Back to find yeah. out what that is. But for now. 
you like those flicks, come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.